Welcome to Delivered Life Ministries, The Call. This podcast is designed specifically so that you will learn how to use God's biblical strategies in spiritual warfare. You'll learn how to pray effectively using the spiritual weapons God's given you to pull down strongholds in your life and take your victory over Satan's devices. We invite you to be saved, be immersed in scripture, be encouraged, be uplifted, be empowered, be combat ready for spiritual warfare so that you will be free. You will now be connected to the podcast already in progress. Get used to his presence. You know, it's just um, one of those things that you cherish for a lifetime and uh, and it encourages you and um, uh, it, it keeps you mature in your walk and, um, you know, just so many different things that are available um, to us. And God just keeps, you know, he keeps those things at our disposal. He gives us those things to us. And um but one of the things he gives us great, you know, you know his, his presence and his aware and his awareness and his his availability to us. And he's constantly always pulling on our hearts and wanting us to have this communication with with him all the time. And um, but um, this lesson is just one um, one step closer, you know. Once one one step closer that we can, you know, uh, like a highway we can take to get closer, you know, you know, in, in in our in our awareness and knowing that He's just that near to us, and so, but, um, when we're we were talking a little bit last week about the chase, and um, we made some descriptions and an illustration of, you know, how we go through, and I know some of us have been through it uh, many times in terms of us, you know, saying, making that commitment and, you know, that we're going to get closer to God. And, and we, we illustrated that because it's, it hits home. It should hit home with a lot of us. And, and so we, we, we expounded on some things um, and hopefully that brought a little bit more clarity and what we need to do, you know, more of, and if you haven't, you know, heard that, um, we encourage you to go to our instant replays and uh, pick that up um, off of DoubleLifeMinistries.com uh, um, and and go to our instant replay uh, link, and you find that under DLM DLM the call, but you can pick that up. But the Bible tells us. Um, to pray, you know, and tells us to pray without, without ceasing. And it also tells us to pray about everything. First mm-hmm. Thessalonians chapter five, verse 17 says, pray without ceasing, you know, um, prayer is communication with God, you know, and we, and we can, um, live each minute of the day, you know, in a constant and flowing conversation with him. 
you know, we can do that. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's, there's significant, there's a significant importance, you know, in value and time where, you know, we can, you know, shut out all of our distractions and, um, and focus on God in a time where, you know, we can be in our closet or we can be in, you know, in our personal room, right? Matthew chapter six, verse six talks about that a little bit, you know, um, where it says, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father, which is in secret. And thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. And so, you know, there's significance and importance in this. And there, and there, there are many valuable um, implications from from this command, right? You know, we can we can have, you know, we can be in our room and in every moment and every day we could be in fellowship with God. And the use of voice is is not an essential element in prayer. The the posture of prayer is not, you know, the primary importance. The place of prayer is not of great importance. You know, a Christian should never be in a place where he or she can't pray. You know, there's these are some valuable implications. You know, um, Philippians four, chapter four, verse six. And I'm reading from the King James Version. We also hope that everyone on the call has paper and pen so that you can take notes and go back and research this information for yourself. Mm -hmm. Philippians chapter four, verse six, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Mm -hmm. Be anxious for nothing. This is a command. This is a command. It's not an option. Be anxious for nothing. Stop worrying about stuff. But in everything by prayer and supplication, Paul wrote that everything is proper. Everything. Paul wrote that everything is the proper subject of prayer. Everything, you know, there's not some areas that our lives that, 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 that are of, you know, no concern to God at all. Every, every part of our life is a concern to God. So Paul was stressing, pray about everything. Mm -hmm. You know, prayer and supplication, these two aspects of prayer are similar, Right. But they're very unique and distinct. Your know, prayer is a broader word that can mean all of our communication with God. But supplication directly 
ask God to do something for us. Prayer is broad, right? You know, it can mean it could it could it you know it could mean you know any any and all parts of our communication that we use with God, but supplication is specific to something we want God, we're asking God for. And many of our prayers, you know, go unanswered mainly because we don't ask God for anything. Here, God invites us to simply let your requests be made known. He wants, he wants to know. He wants to know. People feel as though that, you know, may feel like it's wrong to ask God for, you know, finances and things of that nature. He knows what you need. Mm-hmm. But he's waiting for you to ask him for it. He's waiting you for to ask those very same things that you think, oh, I can't go to God for this. I don't I don't feel like I, if I ask for this or I ask for these things, I may be too, you know, greedy or I may be asking God because, you know, you know, there are other people who need something, you know, needs need 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 more than I need more than I need. But you know what? God doesn't take from somebody else's and gives it to you, he has what's assigned to you. Mm-hmm. If it's in his will, if you're, it, it has to deal with your motive as to why, mm-hmm. right? You need those specific things. That's what it boils down to. But it boils down to the motive. So it's not, it's no harm in asking God for those specific things. And be sure that if you are asking God for certain things, that we are in alignment. And so if there is where some people say, oh, something was telling me or, or, or you have this feeling like in the back of your mind, well, I know I probably shouldn't ask because <laughs> I've done this wow. or I've done that. Beware that that is a signal that you would need to go before God. Ask forgiveness for whatever you know that you need to go to God for and ask forgiveness of so that you'll have that opening so that God can consider blessing you with whatever it is that you're asking for. (laughs) Yeah, you want to make sure that those, you know, it's your heart is ready and, yeah. and ready to receive. So you want to make sure that's nothing that's in the way that's going to stand in the way, you know. But if we continue looking at this scripture, you know, it next says, be made known. God already knows our requests before we even pray them, you know. Um, but yet we will often wait We'll often wait 
but and, and then he will also he will he will often wait actually he will all he will wait for our participation right through prayer before granting those things and then there's another element in this scripture where it talks about with thanksgiving this guards against us whining complaining before God you know when we when we let our, our our requests be made known you know we really we really can't be we really can be anxious for nothing pray about everything and be thankful be thankful for anything pray about everything and be thankful for anything Let's stop whining and complaining and having a complaining spirit before God. Mm. You know, before we let our requests be made known, you know. The practice of, you know, unceasing prayer, it's, it's, it's very simple. And that's what we're talking about. Unceasing prayer. The practice of unceasing prayer is simple, Right. Pray about everything. Pray all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, unceasing prayer is, is 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 constant awareness of the Holy Ghost presence. It's constant awareness, and we've been saying that all the way through this lesson. That is constant. It's our constant awareness that He's there. So, how does one live with such an awareness? You know, now Lori said at the top, you should have some paper to write with. You should have your pen and or pencil. And, you know, if you don't like pen and pencil and you like opening up your computer and typing on WordPad or Word, you could do that, too. And even if you don't have those options... You can always go back to our instant replays and listen to the pre-recorded lesson. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. So if you have those items in front of you and you're ready now, we're going to give you some few secrets, right? We're going to give you the secrets. So, so how does one live in the awareness You ready? Yes. <laughs> you got because you've got to get ready to write or type all this down, right? I'm with Laura and I. We're gonna go real slow here so that you know you don't miss anything that we're about to share with you. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. You sure you ready? All right. Okay, here we go. Make a commitment to think about God. See? Mm-hmm. Isn't that simple? <laughs> Make a commitment to think about God. Amen. 
See, God doesn't make things so hard for us. We do. Mm-hmm. We make mm-hmm. things hard. Think on his nature. His power. His love. His nearness. And do it as often as possible. Do it often. That's simple. It's simple. You know, um, you'll fill the voids, right, with God's centered thoughts, with God's centered thoughts. You know, get off the internet. Get off Facebook sometimes. Stop watching the Netflix movies and those documentaries and Discovery Channel. You know, Prime, Amazon Prime. Stop letting all those other distractions get in the way. Mm. The Disney Witchcraft and Indoctrination Channel. Mm. Yeah, I said, if you don't know, the Disney's promoting witchcraft through all of their movies and children's cartoons and things of that nature, you need to wake up and and kind of see the message mm-hmm. that's going behind because there's a lot of things that's going that Disney's been doing behind the scenes that we are subliminally kind of that have been doing it subliminally and we if you have kids and grandkids that we you know I know we would try like to try to you know give kids entertainment we're scrapping trying to find something for kids to watch but there was something on uh, one of my granddaughters wanted to watch something and uh, a, a show when she was over here and I didn't know anything about it and I was uh, felt okay you know what we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a movie night and um, we'll sit down and we'll watch the movie together and so we we started to have this you know we got the popcorn together and we were watching this we were we were getting the movie together we got the tv ready and um and we started playing the movie and Somewheres within the movie, I mean, as innocent as it may seem, it seemed very innocent. But then I started something, and then I started kind of identifying certain things that were going on in this movie. And um, the Holy Spirit started prompting me a little bit, and I started paying attention to a little bit more of what the cartoon movie was displaying and uh, and showing and in the and I started knowing started seeing some things that was like mm, that's a little off um, and come to find out that uh, the movie was centered around uh, witchcraft. The whole movie was 
a an, an indoctrination into witchcraft and we had to pray about this because initially I didn't pick up on it I didn't pick up on what it was and then you know we watched the movie through but then I you know I I prayed in the spirit um but then as as we were kind of looking through it and we you know watched it I ended up praying over um my granddaughter against those spirits but then I found out the title of the movie itself meant witchcraft and so many times we can get caught up you know in the movie itself and things of that nature but they you know the devil's getting so bold now that he's even putting in the titles if you're not feeling if you're not familiar with words and the meanings of things and not actually looking it up to know what that means he could, you could be wrapped and tricked into a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie, I believe, was in, was in, was it enchantment, or what was it? It meant. I actually forgot, but I do remember. It was a. It was a. It was, anyway. It was a Spanish movie, and it had a Spanish title to it. Encanto. Encanto was the movie. Encanto was the movie. That's what it was. And and if you look up Encanto, Encanto means enchantment. And and enchantment deals with witchcraft. And that's what you were seeing. You were seeing magic and seeing certain types of things. And so you have to be careful about those things. Mm -hmm. Not to get off the topic, but I wanted to kind of let you all be aware about yeah, that. And, yeah. and you know, as you're watching Disney, you're really going to have to really be careful about that. Yeah. But, you know, back to the lesson, you know, you know, turn off TikTok. And, 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 and what's that other one? Chap snap? No, snap chat. Snap chat. Okay. <laughs> Not okay. Clickety clock. But anyway, Instagram, put all that down. Meta, put it down. You know, put your cell phone down. Stop picking it up every time, you know, it it buzzes and rings and, you know, uh, with a message. I mean, it's not that important. Remember, pray about everything, even if it is important. Even if it is an emergency. You can't do anything until you pray about it first. Pray. Send Send your prayers up. Mm-hmm. In the emergency. Mm-hmm. You can't get there. But your prayers can get there and God can answer. Exactly. Exactly. Quicker than you can get there. Yeah. Yeah. So let's upgrade our fixation on from those temporary things with meditation on God's word. Right. Replace it with the super, replace the, you know, the supernatural. Replace it with the supernatural things of God. You know, God's given you the ability to change and and and, 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 and reform your thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. 
and 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 change your your thought process. But we can we can change those bad habits. Yeah. And, 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 and to 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 fruit to fruitful you know disciplines of God. The sex the success of of, of our of our prayer life is quite dependent upon the surrendering of our minds to the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, in choosing to think about God and thinking on his word, you're, you're obeying the scripture, as it says in Philippians chapter four, verse eight and nine. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of good report, hmm. if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me hmm. do, and the God of peace shall be with you. I see, much of the Christian life comes down to the mind. Your Romans 12 and 2 speaks of the essential place of being transformed by the renewing of our what minds and second Corinthians chapter 10 verse five speaks of the importance of casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, mm. bringing every thought into captivity mm. to the obedience of Christ. See what we choose to meditate on matters. Yeah. And what Paul describes here is a practical way to bring every thought into captivity to obedience of Christ. Now think about, think about God as many times as possible in a given day. Again, we're talking about how can we create this awareness. Think about God as many times as possible. The thought can be as simple as you know, Holy Spirit, you're with me. Yeah. Right now. Thank you, God. Father, what a beautiful sunrise hmm. you formed in the sky today. Now, it might sound corny, it might sound overly, you know, dramatic. But that's because God's nearness hasn't quite become a reality to yeah, you yet. Yeah. When you notice his creation, praise him. I shared, you know, last week or what was it last week? Must have been this week, you know, with a, a group in a group text of a few people. Oh. And it was in the morning, mm -hmm. and it was the birds singing. And I let it go for five minutes because I had been sitting out there for like fifteen minutes. But it, it just it just dawned on me. I was just sitting there thinking, and I'm hearing all of these songs from birds and singing, and and they were just singing praises to God, and and they were just chirping and and and. And one particular one, you know, you know, certain birds you can you can hear they they have a certain pattern sometimes and it repeats itself, right? 
or, or you can hear, and if you've never heard that closely, but you can hear them and they have a, they'll soon or later they'll come back to the pattern of where they start again. There was this one bird, I sat there listening to him and he never came back to the same pattern. It was a different tone. It was a different song, a different piece. It was just like, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm waiting for him to come back to the beginning and do it all over. You know, come back to the start of where he started and do it again. But he never, this bird never sang the same pattern. It was very different. Every chirp, every sound. And I was like, isn't that unique? But anyway, I was sharing this for five minutes. You know, and, the, you know, and, and just giving God praise in that, uh-huh. in looking at what he's been, you know, what he's created. When you, you, you enjoy a meal, thank him. Yeah. Work hard. And if you work hard and you're tired, ask him for strength. Mm-hmm. See, I invite the Godhead in my workday. I've learned to do that. Even in my workday, I invite the Godhead. You know, in my decision making. Study. You know, I you know I, I and I rely upon his wisdom. See, the Godhead can be involved in anything. Look to involve him in your thoughts. You know, you're riding on that plane. Uh-huh. Lord, I, I'm nervous on this plane. This turbulence is really getting to me. Uh-huh. If you feel yourself get ready to be tempted and fall into temptation, it's going to take you out of your walk. Lord, get me out of this temptation. Remove this thing from me. I've I've, wished, I've witnessed Lori involving um, the Lord when she's thinking about things, right? You know, you know when she 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 would misplace something. I'll let her share. <laughs> I won't get into that. There are a number of testimonies that I can share, but. Um, given our time, um, there is not enough time for me to share, but a few that I will pick out is Al was mentioning when I'm looking for something and this like just did not occur. This is, this has happened over the years. Um, I found myself that if I'm looking for something, something so simple and others may look at it as being, uh, really, really too simple. Like, why do you need God to show you where such and such, where you left something, I need him in everything. And one time I took probably about 30 minutes looking for a particular item in my home that I put away. I know I put it in a safe place, but I could not remember where it was. I spent 30 minutes looking for that. And it was dropped in my spirit. Pray. Immediately when I prayed, Lord, please take me to the place where I left this item, show me where it is. The moment that I finished praying as I'm walking through the house within minutes, I found it. And that was not the first time 
Later on, I did it. It was something else. Later on, same thing, same thing. With me knowing that all I needed to do was pray about it before I started looking for it, I chose to try to look for it without the help of the Lord. And minutes went on. I couldn't find something. I prayed almost instantly. I was led to a particular place and I found those things. I'm driving my car going to work or going somewhere. And randomly I start praying in the car. I'm having, I'll have a conversation with the Lord and I'm not in a prayer room. I'm not, um, on my knees. Of course, I've got to be conscientious of my, of what I'm doing because I'm driving and I'm watching the road. But at the same time, I'm talking to the father. I'm talking to him about anything. I, and and I don't necessarily ask for anything. I talk to him about my children, my grandchildren, my parents, friends, or even something that may even be on the job or something, um, um, traffic. <laughs> I'd even talk about that. And there was a time where I even spoke about, I mean, that I prayed about the traffic on a day where I know, know that it's normally, um, backed up and hectic that particular day. It was smooth sailing. I was actually, actually, I was going home from work and I just knew the track traffic was going to be horrendous, especially because of the time that I left work, which was late. Thankfully, it was a smooth, it was a smooth, um, drive. And so again, it, it was, it's just showing you that even what some might look at as being the little things, I still involve the Lord in everything. Yeah. It's, it's only in everyday life. Yeah. Right. That prayer becomes sincerely spontaneous, you know, unceasing prayer, you know, it, it's, 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 it's real. Unceasing prayer is real. It's, it's, it's spontaneous. It's, it's unrehearsed. Try it this week. Just be spontaneous, right? Mm. Don't get out of the rehearsed situation and just try it. You know, shut some things down that, that are unfruitful spiritually and intentionally talk to God. You know, start some, start some new fruitful spiritual, you know, habits, you know, supernatural habits. Amen. Amen. So here's how, here's how we to begin praying without ceasing. Number one, only in your everyday life does prayer become sincerely spontaneous. You know, only in your everyday life, meaning you're communicating with them every day. That's, that's spontaneous. You know, that's that's the advantage of unceasing prayer. It can be practiced anytime, anywhere. Number two, unceasing prayer is the key to praying more. You know. It makes prayer natural. It makes it makes it doable. Number three, your awareness of the Holy Spirit moment by moment is realized by being in constant state, being in a constant state of prayer. Your awareness of the Holy Spirit. 
Number four, the practice of considering the Lord in your, in your daily activities. You know, it becomes a habit of involving him you know, daily, hourly, minute by minute, and then, then moment by moment. Consider the Lord in your daily activities. Number five, when you involve him, you're praying naturally. When you involve him, you're praying naturally. So you don't have to fight. You don't have to force it. That's, that's true prayer without ceasing. Number six, when you when six, when you begin to practice unceasing prayer, practice unceasing prayer, you become more sensitive to the Lord's presence. You become more aware of this very real, this very dynamic person. You know, the Holy Spirit. Number seven, when you live out unceasing prayer, you become more aware of him. See, prayer doesn't bring God's presence nearer. It makes you become more aware of his <laughs> nearness. <laughs> Say that again. Prayer doesn't bring God's presence nearer. It makes you more aware of his nearness. Mm -hmm. Number eight, the awareness of God's presence is the experience of God's presence. That awareness changes the way you live. Number nine, his awareness causes you to carefully consider your actions, mm -hmm. what you do, your thoughts, mm. what you think about, and your attitude. It changes the way you live. Huh. First Corinthians chapter six. 19 through 20. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. See, most believers have heard that their body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And they heard that the presence of the Holy Ghost goes with them wherever they go. See, we're intellectually assent to that. We got head knowledge of it. But however, knowing the truth and fully trusting the truth are two very different things. Trusting is actually opening the parachute. You remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> so because our, our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, God himself lives within us. Mm -hmm. This means that we have strength. We have the strength. We have the power over sins mm. of the flesh that are fighting within us. Now, let's do a quick self-check to see if our awareness is being increased. Hmm. The presence of the Holy Ghost is constantly with us. Have we considered the implications of that truth? So I'd like everybody to ponder these seven statements. What does the Holy Ghost see us doing on a daily basis? Hmm. Does he stand by as we ignore him? Do we ever pause to acknowledge him? Are we watching things that breaks his heart? Or are we listening to things that are contrary to what he is trying to speak to us about? Hmm. Are we taking him to places that he doesn't want to be? And does the Holy Spirit feel at home in us? Wow. See, Ephesians 4 Verse 30, it says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. And see, the new man will not grieve the Holy Spirit, you know, knowing that he's, you know, he's our seal in both the sense of our identification and, and our protection. And I looked up that word grieve, mm. which means to make sad or sorrowful. And if, if we, if you go to Ephesians chapter four, 17 and read 17 through 32, um, and you can read that on your own um, time, but we're, you know, but it mentions some things, you know, certain things of our, you know, putting on the new man, you know, certain things like, you know, never, never give place to the devil. Right. Be angry and sin not, and let the sun go down on your on your wrath. You know, things like let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace. See, there's certain things that's there that we're, you know, when we're 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 doing things that don't grieve or make the Holy Spirit sad. You know, there are many ways to do it, and and we neglect. You know, we can neglect holiness and grieve the Holy Ghost. You know, we can think in purely materialistic terms, and we can grieve the Holy Ghost. Right. The whole the the whole the Holy Spirit exalts Jesus. You know. Um, John 5, John chapter 15, verse 26 to 27. But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the father, even the spirit of truth, which proceeded from the father, he shall testify of me. 
and ye also shall bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And see, Jesus spoke of, of sending the Holy Ghost. Jesus knew the disciples would, be, would need the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost to face the opposition that the world was getting get ready to bring. And Jesus had told him that the helper, the Holy Ghost, would continue to teach the work of Christ. You know, John 14, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. See, everything the Holy Spirit does is consistent with the testimony of the nature of Jesus. His job is to tell us and to show us who Jesus is. If spiritual things happen that are not consistent with the nature of Jesus, it isn't the Holy Spirit doing it. He is the only one who will testify that of Jesus and and all that he does. See, the disciples were qualified to bear the witness of Jesus because they trusted him. And the Holy Ghost and 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 simply, you know, you know, had they had been with Jesus, right? They were part of his life and and he was part of their lives. See, unceasing prayer raises our spiritual level of awareness. We become more sensitive to the Holy Ghost, Hmm. the likes and dislikes. Mm -hmm. You know, daily we walk with, you know, the reverence for the Holy Ghost, but he becomes the foremost thought in our mind. And we become intentional. Mm -hmm. We become intentional, you know, in, in avoiding things that might make him sad, grieve him. You see, the awareness of the Holy Ghost whom you love will change. It'll change the way you do things. Amen. Unceasing prayer will cause you to pursue holiness. You'll learn to do those things that that please the Lord. Your attentiveness, you know, um, to his voice, you'll, you'll, you'll miss fewer and fewer of his corrections. (laughs) You'll experience the result of his joy. When you do that, which pleases the Holy Ghost, you can sometimes sense, Uh you know, his joy. You know, a a simple act of obedience sends like bursts of the Holy Ghost joy through us. Uh You know? We've all been taught about what to avoid, right? But we know that sin grieves the Holy Ghost. But we know that disobedience breaks his heart. But what makes him glad? Hmm. What makes the Holy Ghost glad? Hmm. When you put down your phone and you turn to him, he's filled with joy. Hmm. When you set aside time to pray, worship, and hear from him. This makes him glad. When you weigh your options, right, and you choose him instead, he rejoices over that. When you prove to him that he is a priority in your life, yeah, he yeah. 
His joy overflows to you. Amen. Yeah, I was talking to someone recently about, about attentiveness to the Holy, Holy Ghost voice. Very recently. When, and we were talking in, in terms of you know, when including him in our financial decisions. You know, such as like making the right, the right investments. You know, where do I put my money? With whom do I put my money? How do I invest it? You know, and, and when we listen for the response, you know, in the conversation with like, you know, he even, leave, he even leads us to the correct types, the timings, the locations. And people. To make our investments with. You know, he's taken, I've been able to make shifts in, you know, 401ks and, and certain stocks and things of that nature before they even happen. And seeing those things materialize. And I've seen the opposite end when I refuse or I disobey. But I bring it to God and you wait and you'll hear the response. He'll even assist you in making the right decisions financially. Mm-hmm. And then he would share with me some of the things that you know, he did. And, and, and it turned out that, you know, it put him in a very, put him in a, a, a better financial position, even in retirement. You know, never seeing it. But just listening to the Holy Ghost direction caused him to make the right, right move for the right time. Mm -hmm. Wow. Hmm. That's including him in every aspect of your life. Unceasing prayer will cause you to become spiritually alert, ready and prepared to hear and obey the voice of the Holy Ghost. You know, you're ready to, you're ready to intercede, right? When you do that. When you live in the flow of unceasing prayer, you're ready to minister God's love. You're ready to intercede in spiritual warfare. You're ready to lay hands and heal the sick, you know, and break spiritual wickedness, minister deliverance and, and prophesy to people. When we're living in an unceasing prayer life, if you live in the word and prayer, you're always ready to go. Mm-hmm. Amen. When you live in preparation, you're always ready to minister. That's the benefit. That's a benefit to us. The prayerless life, prayer life, can never know that experience. You know? Ephesians 6.18, praying always with prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto all the perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Paul's idea is that all kinds of prayer or prayer upon prayer. See, we should we should use every kind of prayer that we think of. That's group prayer, individual prayer. Silent prayer, shouting prayer, walking prayer, kneeling prayer, 
eloquent prayer, groaning <laughs> prayer, constant prayer, fervent prayer. Just pray. Amen. Just pray. No, no one particular way. Right. <laughs> and see, we can say that you know it's through prayer that spiritual strength and and, and the armor of God, you know, go to work. In theory, the prayerless Christian can be strong and wearing all the armor, but never accomplish anything because he or she fails to go into battle through prayer. Mm. Mm. (laughs) See, we often don't just pray because we're simply overconfident in our abilities. You know, the prayerless become rusty spiritually dull we've all felt that way mm-hmm. right at mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. you know we're not alert it takes forever to jump into the flow of the spirit you know it becomes difficult to pivot those that are prayerless it becomes difficult to pivot from our many distractions some of the distractions that I mentioned last week and then flow into the anointing. The prayerless miss divine opportunities to touch people with God's mm. power. Mm. They're too hurried to notice God moving. Mm. We, we're on a program. We got to be out by two o'clock. Mm. Because the next service is coming in at, at three. They move too fast to hear God's quick instructions. And rarely do they pause. And lastly, those who practice unceasing prayer don't have to switch on and off. Hmm. Because they're already living, readied, already in a spiritual stance. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you. We thank praise you, your name. We glorify your name. Thank we thank you, you Father, Jesus. for your words of wisdom this morning and guiding us how to uh, move into unceasing prayer, making, showing us how simple it is to yes, include yes. you in every area of our lives and every conversation that we have with you. God, we just thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you, Holy, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus Christ, for entering in. Uh, to this meeting. We ask, Lord, that you would anoint this teaching on all the ears that heard and hear. And we pray that your your, uh, anointing would fall upon them. God, we pray, Father God, that they would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that they would receive uh, their prayer language, that they would have that manifest, that they would have an encounter with you, God, in Jesus' name. Lord, as they seek you, God, as they Go closer to you. Let there be even a refilling and a refreshment if there's needed, God, if there's been some areas of dryness. God, we thank you, Lord God, for that in Jesus' name. And we praise you, we honor you today. Amen. You have been listening to Delivered Life Ministries, The Call. We want to thank you for spending time with us. We look forward to you joining us again. Our prayer is that you have chosen to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you were uplifted, encouraged, empowered, and set free by the power of God. You can find Deliberate Life Ministries on the internet 
at deliberatelifeministries.com. We're also on Facebook at D-L-M-I-N-C-M-D and on Twitter at delivered underscore life. <laughs>